My name is David Wilkinson. I currently teach theology at Durham University, but I used to research in theoretical astrophysics. In Faith by Numbers, I'd like to look at a number called Omega. Omega, of course, has religious overtones, but in physics it has a very precise role. It's a number which determines the ratio of the amount of stuff in the universe compared to the amount of stuff that's needed to stop the universe expanding forever. What's special about omega is that it is so close to being one. If it was slightly less than one, the universe would expand at such a rate that stars and planets and galaxies under gravity wouldn't be able to form. If omega was just slightly more than one, the universe would appear, but within a microsecond would collapse back in on itself. In the opposite of a big bang, a big crunch, you wouldn't get any universe at all. In order for a universe like ours, a universe of structure of stars and planets and galaxies and indeed human beings, Omega needs to equal one to within a very, very precise range. It's rather like being given a bow and arrow and being asked to hit a target one centimeter squared on the other side of the universe blindfolded. If you don't get it just right, if you don't fine-tune this number omega within that very small range, you don't get a universe which brings forth life. It's what Paul Davis once called the Goldilocks enigma, that the universe seems just right to make possible life. And the fine-tuning of this number omega is just one of many constants in the universe which happen to be just right to bring forth life. So if you do start to think about it deeper, I think there are two possibilities. The first is that God may be the author of the Goldilocks enigma, the fine-tuning, that it's God who set up a universe in such a way, in terms of the laws of physics, that they will bring forth structure and intelligent life. However, there's a second option, which has become quite popular in modern cosmology. And that is to say that our universe is one of many universes. And in each universe, you have different laws of physics, which produce different kinds of universe. There are theories which these days predict 10 to the power of 500 universes. That's 10 followed by 500 zeros. And so you can imagine with so many universes, there might be one that is just right. And we notice that we live in a fine-tuned universe because we're here. In other universes which aren't fine-tuned, there is no life which actually can see that there's a Goldilocks enigma. Now, this is called the multiverse explanation of fine-tuning. And for many people, it's become a way of scientifically explaining away the fine-tuning of the universe. But for me, I think there are problems with the multiverse. Although we might, in certain theories of physics, predict that our universe is one of many, at the moment, we can't pass information from one universe to another. And if we can't pass information from one universe to another, then how do we actually know that they're there? At the moment, the multiverse explanation is a metaphysical or a philosophical explanation of the fine-tuning. It's saying this might be a possibility. 
For me, the multiverse may be more about just showing the greatness of God rather than trying to prove or disprove him. The significance of the fine-tuning of Omega is not to try and prove God. For me, God is not a number at the end of the day that gives me some explanation. He is a personal God of love who is the source of the laws of physics, the source of the numbers which so amaze me, intrigue me within the universe. But ultimately, he's a personal God. And I wouldn't know a personal God through simply deriving him through a mathematical equation. I know a personal God if that personal God becomes a human person. And you can hear this programme again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.